0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Back Heeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we've got a special interview for you with young USMNT and New York Red Bulls left back John Tolkien. John was kind enough to join the show to talk about his time in camp with the U.S. in January, his development with the Red Bulls, what it's like playing for Gerhard Struber, cake flips, hairstyles, and a bunch of other stuff, too. We've got a wide-ranging chat coming to you in just 10 minutes or less, because here on The Back Heald Show, that's just what we do. So without any further ado, let's get to the interview. I'm now joined by John Tolkien. John, thanks for coming on the show. How are you?
1: No worries, man. All good. Just finished up uh, training here. Hope all is well.
0: Good, good. All right, yeah, things are good. I appreciate you asking. So on on Twitter, we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff today. Uh, on Twitter, right. there is a video of you chucking a cake into the air and catching it. It's from the New York Red Bulls Twitter account. And the caption is, new birthday tradition, cake flip. John, yeah. how have I never seen this before? When did this become a tradition and and why? I'm not going to
1: lie. I had no idea this was a thing either. Okay. Uh, until it was it was my birthday, right? And uh, the media team came to me and they're like, look, we, we bought a cake. And we want you to do like a cake flip thing for TikTok or whatever. And yeah, I guess you just chuck it into the air and try and catch it. And it's actually pretty entertaining and funny and fun. And yeah, maybe you can eat some cake after.
0: So you're you're a victim of the content machine, just like the rest of us is what I'm hearing on that front. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay.
1: I think you might've seen Kyle Duncan. I think he did a ton of flips. Like he nailed it. I think he was the best one out of all of us.
0: Wow. Well, goals for you as your birthday comes up this summer. I like it. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit of, of some on-field stuff here. How did you end up playing left back? I know you spent some time in central midfield in the past. Now left back has become your spot, both with the Red Bulls and and now a little bit getting some looks at the national team as well. How did that become your position?
1: It actually started when I first joined the academy um, because when I was in Ironbound, I don't know if you knew I was there. Yeah. When I was in Ironbound, I never played left back. It was midfielder, kind of like a left winger. Um, And then right when I came to Red Bull, um, my coach, Phil Swenda, shout out to him. Uh, he's a legend. Um, he was like, yeah, we'll try you out, a left back because we had a million midfielders and he was like, you're lefty, you're good on the ball, that stuff. And yeah, I guess it kind of stuck and I've been playing there ever since, I guess, yeah.
0: We know that the Red Bulls want to press and to be aggressive and to do all of that stuff. For you, John, specifically, what are the things that are asked of you as a left back in that style? Like, What are the priorities for you in that spot with and without the ball?
1: First of all, left back is so different from when, when it's a, a left wing back. But I think basically the biggest thing would be just not being afraid to release out wide to maybe it's their right back, their winger, you know, shifting in the back line. A lot of like half spaces as well, um, but very quick decisions. And yeah, I think fullbacks are, are pretty important parts of our team because if you watch the Charlotte game this past weekend, sometimes me, me and me and Dylan Niels were, were pinned back and it was tough for us to kind of put pressure on the other team. So, um, yeah, those are a few things.
0: You mentioned left back is different than wing back in a major way for you. What are what are those distinctions?
1: Yeah, I think the overall distance covered on the field.
0: Okay. Um no, but um yeah, I think there's
1: a lot more offensive responsibility uh as a wingback for us because when we play with wingbacks we we really need our wingbacks to get forward and help out the attack um but as well as as helping out the defense cuz you can't leave three center backs there they're going to need some support. So um yeah, it's just nonstop
0: stop back and forth. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to to fill in the role. So I've read that you like to watch a couple of left-footed players and study their game. The two that I read, and I'm sure there are maybe others, but it were Leighton Baines and Leo Messi, which are are usually not names that are paired together. (laughs) Why those two players for you, John?
1: Yeah, I think um, the Leighton Baines thing is is Everton's my favorite team to support, and that's when I started playing left-back, and he was just the left-back on Everton um, at the time, I, I think. I think that was back, oh, that was a long time ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, oh, he plays in my spot. You know, I'll check him out. He, my eyes kind of centered towards him Um, and Messi. Yeah, just obviously he's not a left back, but, you know, he's a fellow lefty. And how can you not like watching him?
0: No, nothing to argue with you on that one. How would you <laughs> how would you describe Gerhard Struber as a manager? We talked a little bit about some of the requirements that are on you and your position. How does he interact with you all? How does he sort of conduct a lot of the different behind the scenes stuff? What is that like?
1: No, I think it's great. I think, first of all, um, just in terms of getting the group up for a game, maybe let's say the energy isn't isn't so high in the locker room, whatever. He has the ability to uh, to fire everybody up. And yeah, I think he has a big trust in all of the players. I, I know you probably hear him say that a lot. And a lot of the players say that, um, you know, he's not afraid to to put somebody else on the field. And, you know, he believes in everybody. And yeah, I just say overall his his motivation is on a on a really high level, and it makes us want to play the Red Bull way. Sometimes it might be a little difficult with all the sprints and cuts and all this stuff. but, um, you know, I think he fits the the style perfectly, and yeah, he's got everybody on board
0: talking about all the running and all the the pressing and, and different aspects of a Red Bull kind of system. Do you think there are aspects of your development or your game? that weren't fully maximized because of the style of play that you've sort of been schooled in now? Like, do you wish that you had worked more or had more time or more chances to work on, you know, breaking lines with possession with the ball on the ground, maybe instead of it being in the air? Like, that's just one example. Do you ever think about that stuff?
1: Yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> that's just the person I am, though. You know, I personally, I, this system has benefited me a lot. Um, I like to think of myself more of a technical player you know stay on the ball more pass sure yeah break lines like you said but you know this style you know makes me more versatile I guess you could say and it's done wonders for me and yeah I have nothing bad to say about it I love it and it's just like it's a lot but it's good and like when I went to the national team camp you know some of the pressing tactics that they had it's like second nature to me and you know the other guys maybe it's not so easy for them so yeah I'm grateful for that but um yeah I think you can see in some of our, our past games, you know, we are having some trouble um breaking lines, you know. Maybe you see a, a long ball a lot, but that's something we're working on and yeah, it's gonna get better in the future.
0: You mentioned national team camp there. I wanna hear about your time with the US in January. What what was it like being in camp and even without a permanent manager leading that team, was it still useful for you and, and for the team as a whole?
1: For sure. I think anytime there's an international game and you can, you know, wear the, the USA jersey is is something special and You should never take that for granted. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity. And yeah, it was just amazing. You know, obviously it was more MLS based players, but it was the best guys around the league. So it was great to to be able to see how they play and their ideas and, you know, what they bring to the table and things they could teach me. And obviously being with with my former teammate Aaron was was awesome as well. But um, it was just a new style. You know, I like learning a bunch of new different ways of playing. And like I said before, it makes you more versatile as a player. And yeah, I was just super grateful for the opportunity.
0: Have you heard any more since that camp from anybody at U.S. soccer, or anybody on the men's national team side?
1: No, I haven't, but, you know, it's all right. I don't let it, let it really bother me. It's just focus on my performances because, uh, you know, performances in the past got me to that camp. So, you know, if I can continue to do that, hopefully uh, I'll be back.
0: Who reached out to you in the first place? Was it Anthony Hudson that was on the phone? Like, how did you hear about that call to begin with, right?
1: Yeah, none of the staff did. My agent kind of... Kind of hinted, hey, I think you're going to be going to this camp, and then yeah, I just got an email that I was I was going to be going, and but no, none of the staff reached out, and you know it was a little bit hectic at the time, so you know I'm sure they have their reasons, Um, but yeah,
0: it was great. Interesting. Okay, so John, we made it through the meat here. If you're up for it, I want to do a rapid fire section here at the end. I know you've got it in you. These are going to be these are going to be easy and straightforward. So we'll start. We'll start with this. So you become known for your different haircuts already. And I know you've talked about this before. You've had the mullet, braids, buzz cut, a bunch of other stuff in there too. What yeah. is behind your hairstyle changes and what is your favorite look? That's a good question.
1: Uh, I'm behind the hairstyle. Also my girlfriend. <laughs> we like to, to chit chat about that. Um, bounce ideas off each other and her family and my family. Um, yeah, I'm always looking to try new things and wait to see what's coming. We were actually just talking about, about my hair before before we hopped on this call, which is pretty funny.
0: Who was the funniest guy in camp at the U.S. in June? Like, who's the guy who's, who's most cracking jokes to get guys loose?
1: Non-biased? It's Aaron for me. I think he's okay. so funny. <laughs> this guy's
0: so funny to me. <laughs> I love it. All right. Who is the most difficult attacker to defend that you've come up against? And MLS so far could have been in that January window, could have been earlier on. Who is that player for you? I
1: think, uh, what's his name? Luis Diaz on Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like so fast. Um, yeah, I think just because pace-wise, you know, I, I literally have to stay alert the whole 90 minutes. Um, yeah, probably him.
0: Last one. Where do you want to be a year from now? Do you want to be on the other side of the Atlantic or do you want to still be where you are?
1: Yeah, I want to be on the other side of the Atlantic for sure. Um, that's that's the goal. And yeah, just got to work hard every day for that.
0: That's John Tolkien, ladies and gentlemen. That is it for this episode of the Backheel Show. If you enjoyed, you can head over to backheeled.com and subscribe for even more American soccer coverage. For now, we'll talk to you all again soon. Oh.